welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois. We are delighted to have the crowd with us for pop culture reminiscing and reflection. Because tonight, as you know, Rolling Stone recently put out yet another list. And when Rolling Stone puts out a list, rest assured that <laughs> Bag Bags is right behind it with commentary. Exactly. Uh, their latest list is the, uh, and their list was the 100 best TV shows of all time. For brevity's sake, we're going to do, we're going to start at number 50. Well, in the magazine, there's only 50. So we're going to go by the magazine. Oh, so online, online, they do You can see the 100, yeah. Len is a purist mm-hmm. and does not recognize technology or the way they screw things up, like uh, a list that really should be 50 uh, uh, shows long, um, instead trying to cram 100 in. But we're going to do uh, the print version, and we're going to start at number 50, and we're going to go all the way to number one. And before everyone says, oh, my God, this is going to be a six-part, six-hour podcast episode, we got you covered because we are going to do something uh, that could be either amazing or a complete train wreck. But we, uh, I I think it's going to be amazing. We're going to spend one minute (laughs) per show. And I've got a timer, kind of like Curb Your, not Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, pardon the interruption. Um, curb your enthusiasm. We'll talk about later. Is uh, spoiler alert, but that is on. <laughs> We're going to spend one. And I think your intern Ron Ron perfected the timing device for this, right? Ron Ron is right here. He has his uh, thumb on the stopwatch, and he's got a um, riding crop, which he will hit me in the face if I go past uh, one minute. So I like uh, Ron Ron already. We don't want Ron Ron to hit me with the riding crop. Uh, so uh, we're going to stick pretty close to this. We're going to start number 50. and We're just going to give our quick opinions. We're going to talk about if we like it, if we don't like it, whether it belongs, whether it doesn't belong, too high, too low, really whatever comes to mind for all 50 shows. And then once we're done, we'll talk about which of these shows we've actually never seen. And we'll get into that throughout our one minute descriptions, seen one episode or seen every episode. And then we'll talk about, you know, who we think, you know, should have uh, been included instead. I have some strong opinions on that. Uh, I'm sure Len, you do as well. It's a good list, but there are some bad omissions in my opinion. Wow. Okay. So, um, so let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with number 50. Is Ron Ron ready? Ron Ron is ready. He is at the, he is, uh, finger on the timer. So we're going to start three, two, one, go. Number 50, Jeopardy. Come on. A game show? Really? Yeah, I'm kind of like that too. But it does, it does have a big impact. It is, it is kind of. In pop culture all the time. Sure. So you can kind of see that, but I, I don't think I would put it in mind. I, sure, it's uh, popular, but I like the Joker's Wild better. 
know, I like tattletales, but I like the toy. I'm sure Joker's Wild got a lot of votes, Beef. I heard John Ham's a big Joker's Wild fan. Match game. So, where are the Jack Berry fans? I loved Jack Berry. Uh, the the infamous Jack Berry. But I, 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 I see with you. I mean, definitely Jeopardy is uh, much more uh, influential than those others. Mm-hmm. I see it. I think the only one you could also make a case for if you're going to pick a game show is Price is Right, maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you let in one, you got to let them all in. Oh, God, a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, number 49. Friends. You go first. I like Friends. I know people like to bash it, but I've seen every episode. Okay. I don't know how well it holds up. I think I watched an episode or two not that long ago, and I liked them. I still liked it. So, But it, I think it does have the potential to not age well. My daughter, Jessie, uh, watched Friends, and she watched uh, pretty much every season. And uh, I did not. I've watched. I gave up after season one. Um, really? But, yeah, she was watching this, and in fact, I didn't even make it through season one. I was just like, Ugh, bleh. Um, when it was originally out, when it was originally out, yeah. And I agree with Jesse because she was watching this and she was like, This was a huge hit. I was like, It was huge. She was like, I don't get it. And I was like, Why do you keep watching it? He's like, Because you know, so maybe she secretly likes it, could be. And could Friends be. has new fans, Beef. It's you see kids with friends t-shirts that are like in their 20s oh, high school ow. kids yes oh ron ron just hit me in the face <laughs> All right. well on. we'll just chalk this up to your jealousy of matt leblanc <laughs> guilty all right number 48 the shield loved the shield yeah yeah loved the show love the shield kid. is right up my alley but i have not seen it even though I have, I feel, I think I have one of the seasons on DVD. But it's it's my kind of thing. But it's also in the vein of a lot of the other stuff that's on this list. Great. Anti-hero, great dark, that kind of thing. So corrupt. And uh, in, uh, just the worst. So kind of, uh, kind of broke a little ground there. Um, just in terms of like, he... You just you liked him because he was such a um, he was so brazen. Uh, and the Rolling Stone says he's brazenly corrupt, and that's a great description of his character. How high up would you put it? The Shield? Yeah, I think it's about right. I, yeah. I would put it top fifty. I, I'd say this is about right. Okay. All right. Okay, Ron, Ron, put that down. Put it down. <laughs> okay, moving on. Forty-seven. My so-called life. I've never seen this. I love my so-called life. Okay. Great show. But one season. So it's it's like, okay, was it a great show? Yes. Got canceled too soon. Claire Danes is great on it. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto is great on it. Because Jared Leto is like her crush. And right. this guy she was trying to be with, even though they're not in the same social groups but it's it it feels real and i think nowadays this is a show that would have lasted a really long time 
So you would recommend it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's really good. But when you're making a list like this, how much weight are you going to give to show it only has one season, no matter how good it is? So you don't think it's top 50? Um, I don't know. I might. I might. I'm, I'd have to, I'd have to sit down and do it. I think. Right. It's good though. I'm not, I'm not against it being on the list. It's just one season is too, too, not, uh, not enough to put in the top. Bit. They have a couple of those. I mean, both of my real our shows, I think are really good. Right. But how, I mean, I feel like, I always feel like season three is when you know if a show is great. But maybe it's season one. Season one's all these new characters, so you can draw people in with that. Fair enough. Season two, you're developing more, and then season three, you really got to dig deep. So, I've been cracked in the face five times (laughs) while you were talking. I'm bleeding to death uh, already. No, thank you for the uh, thank you for the uh, towel, Ron. Ron. Okay. Uh, 46, the West wing, this is complicated. Um, it, I just can't get past Aaron Sorkin. It just, he, his writing just drives me crazy. Um, but the acting is great and it's a cool look inside, you know, the white house and idealistic people. And, um, you know, I, very intelligent people and people that you like and they're drawn out. I just Sorkin is so, uh, what do you think? I've only seen a couple episodes and that was a couple of years ago. Mm. I tried a couple and I, I, I don't really just first impression. It's, it's almost overly written, I think. Yes. And I would not put it top 50. The, I think the Sorkin stuff makes it come off mannered, I guess is the word for it. <laughs> yes. Instead of feeling, especially a show about the White House, it should feel more real, I think. But that's just my initial impression. Maybe it gets better. No, I, uh, I agree with you. The whole, uh, the, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I don't think this should be in the top 50. That's my. Uh, maybe top 200, maybe. Um, but uh, the guy I like best on it was Rob Lowe. Um, really? I just can't get past the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. 45, Columbo, masterpiece. Absolutely great. Totally belongs. Yeah, I like Columbo too. I didn't realize it was... On NBC for seven years, and then ABC for fourteen. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I don't either. No. What? Yeah, I, that's got to remember be a misprint. the NBC part. Yeah, that's got to be a misprint. Hmm. Some of those were really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, and you really, what I like is that you get into the murder. They get into the murder part of it, and a lot of it, and so you're following the villain, and you know, and watching them commit the crime. And then Columbo comes in like, you know, you know, quarter or halfway through. It's, 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 it's well done. It's a good point. You got to put Peter Falk up there with one of the great performances, I think. Oh, just one more question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Damn you. Uh, all right. 44, Late Night with David Letterman. This is way too low. I agree. Amazing. I mean, this redefined television. Yep. And it still holds up. If you watch a lot of the interviews on YouTube, which I completely encourage anyone listening to do, it absolutely holds up. And he had some of the, I mean, he, he interviewed everybody. He interviewed them mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two things, like the, <laughs> I guess the opposite parts of Letterman. There's the part where he just can't hide his disdain for people Love he doesn't it. like. Yep. But the other end of it is he's such a traditionalist to broadcast like broadcast television. Right. He loves it so much. Yes. And he's also self-deprecating. And he's such, also such kind an of a, interesting mix. And he's also kind of a moralist and he was never afraid to call out guests like, I think you're full of it. <laughs> yeah. Know, and even when he had his own scandal. Yep. Just comes on and admits what he did, which is pretty astonishing. He didn't try to cover it up. Just came out and said, I I did these things and yep. Somebody tried to blackmail me and right. called, you know, basically called the guy out on it. And I think he like did a lot to kind of lift the veil off of like television and like kind of a new truth kind of thing. Yeah, and we're not even mentioning it's just hilarious. We didn't mention all the, you know, uh, the bits are just, <laughs> dunking himself in a giant alpha seltzer, <laughs> uh, the Velcro man. I mean, all that stuff. Let's put Larry Bud Melman on television. I mean, all of it. Yeah. Chris yeah. Elliott. So, yeah, he redefined television. Yeah. So, this should be top 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I could see it being up that high. Get away from me, Ron Ron. Okay. We- uh, <laughs> We both love Letterman. We agree. We do. Okay, number 43, Insecure on HBO. Uh, I've not seen Insecure. Have you? I've seen a couple episodes. I will watch more. It's... How do I put this? (laughs) It's so much about the Black experience, you're almost uncomfortable watching it as a white person. (laughs) Sure. But I like Issa Rae. I saw Issa Rae and a couple other things, and I really like her. So I plan on going back to it. And she's the co-creator and the star of the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to see it. I've never seen an, a single episode. So, but um, yeah, the premise. I I wonder how much I would relate to it, but maybe it's something that you know I'm not meant to relate to it, that I should just watch it. Um. Uh. Okay. Number 42, Battlestar Galactica. The not the made-for-TV ABC version, but on the sci-fi channel. Not the Dirk Benedict. Not Richard the Hatch Richard classic. Lauren Green as Commander Adama. <laughs> no, this is on the sci-fi channel. Uh what are you have you seen Battlestar Galactica? Nope. It's great. Yeah. I mean. Come on, Edward James almost. Is he? <laughs> fantastic in this. He's so, but what I really like, and I thought the Rolling Stone review nailed it on the head. It's, you know, it's science fiction and 
but it's also like the characters are very grounded. The acting is terrific. And the storylines are like kind of like set in, they, they have strong um, ties to what's going on in the news today or at the time. So, you know, really good, um, you know, religious fundamentalist killers who are robots. I mean, great. Yeah. Um, and so just really well done on every level. I, yeah, I think- It's just one of those like peak TV shows that there's just so much good stuff back then that was hard to get to. Yeah. But I, I, couldn't, will, I couldn't recommend it more. I will try to watch it. All right. 41, Bojack Horseman. Uh, this is, I, I feel terrible that I have not seen Bojack Horseman. No, you, you shouldn't. Really? Uh, this is one of those ones I've tried. Mm. And I watch it, and I'm like, no. Huh. It's like... Okay, there's it's just depressing. <laughs> it's just I, not it's not funny. And I think oh people think it's brave because it's like he's this guy's it's a horse, but he's <laughs> a basically substance abuser and, and depressed and all this other stuff. And but I think it's supposed to be funny, but I'm like, this isn't funny. And I kept waiting for it to kick in, and it just, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. This is not, I don't enjoy this at all. Right, right, right. That's the thing. Like, so many of these comedies, I think, are like, you know, they make you feel uncomfortable. But to me, that's not comedy. It's not. Feeling uncomfortable, if you're not laughing. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be squirming. No, it's, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd like this speed. Okay. I gave it a good shot too. I, I think I watched too many episodes. I, I, right. I was like still watching. I'm like, why am I watching this? There's a million <laughs> other things to watch. And I'm watching a show I don't like. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then uh, that's good to know. Uh, all right. Number 40, The Good Place. Love this show. Yeah, I do too, except for. Clever. Guess which character I don't like? Um, the, Chris, the Kristen Bell character. No, no, no. I, I love Kristen Bell pretty much in everything she does. So you don't say Ted Danson. No. Same Ted Danson. I love Ted Danson. He is amazing in this. Mm-hmm. All right. Which one don't you like? I don't like Jamila Jamil's character. Oh, okay. Super one note. Anytime it's dealing with her, I'm like, I don't. I checked out. But I loved everybody else. I I just thought the premise was so amazing. Yeah. And it's just so imaginative. And uh, and it's just great to watch Ted Danson be hilarious again. That to me was like the I guess I'm showing my age, but I was like, Ted Danson is like outstanding in this. Yeah. It's just such a treat. Everybody's great. I just don't like what I said. I don't like her character. And there's Blake Bortles references, Beef. Come on. I mean, come on. Would you say this is a top 50? Maybe top 100. I don't think it's top 50. I really like it, though. But maybe it might be a little too high. Okay, but you know one more thing about this real quick. Uh, I think 
Chidi, there's a great arc for that character. Yeah, That's yeah. It's a really well written part. Um, fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, Ron Ron has quit because he's just like, <laughs> you guys are like not even <laughs> respecting me and my rules. Uh, number 39. I did a lot of work. <laughs> Number 39, curb your enthusiasm. Better than Seinfeld. Uh, I mean, it's it's going on for 20 years. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're in agreement. Yep. Uh, I think it should be higher. Me too. And it's so good. Like, I'm like, I should be watching it more. He's such a jerk. But... um, you know, it's uh, but like he makes it work. You know, like you like you don't mind at all. I, I this is my comparison. Curb your enthusiasm is Larry David playing himself, and he's funny. Seinfeld is Jason Alexander playing Larry David, but annoys me. Right, right, right. He didn't annoy me as much. I mean, Larry David is obviously there's a method to his madness, and there's a reason why he's so beloved because he you know has the personality to carry it off even though some of the episodes you're like yeah you had to have liked the shack episode come on <laughs> no. were you injured shack <laughs> <laughs> hilarious uh all right well I'll, I'll end on that note okay number 38 hill street blues yeah very good you know I'm afraid to watch it now because it was such a major part of my growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents never missed an episode of Hill Street. Yeah. Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just like, unlike any, you know, cop show that they had seen. And just, it was just such at the time, it just seemed like such a, um, you know, inventive, amazing, you know, storyline. I, I, I kind of want to leave it in the eighties and not watch it because you know, I, it might I, hold up though. It might hold yeah, up. Yeah, I, I I like to think it will. Yeah, the acting's great. Um, uh, I I I would I would absolutely say it's it's top fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, number thirty-seven, Arrested Development, hysterical. The, f- the first two seasons are two of the best seasons in TV history. Just nonstop hilarious. Hysterical. Yes. And I think, you know, I, I agree with you and, I, and I'm willing to give like, you know, when a series is that funny, there's only so much that it can, you know, I mean, you can't sustain, you can only sustain a momentum for so long. Well, I think season three is pretty good, but it's not as good as the first two. Mm, right. And then the Netflix one, they did like the separate thing, which is. Yeah, work. that. Yeah. So you almost don't even want to count those. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's such 30- a great cast too. Everybody and it's great. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. It I I I would I will say that even with those two funny seasons, I I definitely say it's top it. Yeah, I think so. I think because they're so good. When you have two amazing seasons. Yeah. That are rewatchable too. And because we have you're to, laughing so hard you miss stuff because there's always stuff going on in the background too. Right. Yeah. And we haven't even discussed Henry Winkler. 
All right. Uh, Number 36. I love Lucy. I mean, I feel like you have to put I love Lucy in in any top 50 just because of the influence and just the what a effect on pop culture that it made. Um, Here's here's the thing with I love Lucy. I don't feel like I can judge it correctly mm -hmm. because when I watch it, all I'm thinking of is all the bad sitcoms that tried to imitate it. Right. So it's kind of hard for me to watch. I know. I mean, they get kind of into the whole slapstick stuff. And, and back then it was probably, it was, it was the first one. Right. So when you're watching it in the fifties, you're like, Oh, this is the funniest thing ever. But then right. when I'm <laughs> growing, you know, you're growing up in the seventies and you're watching all these bad sitcoms. And then you watch I Love Lucy and you're like, oh, well, this is what caused some of this. <laughs> Sometimes influential does not mean good. Like, you know, if you like. No, they're, they're trying to be what I Love Lucy was, but they're just. They're taking parts from it, but the spirit of it isn't there. That's to why I could the, never. I had a hard, like a hard time watching I Love Lucy. To me, the most egregious example is Laverne and Shirley. See, I liked Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, but that was, that was constantly they're doing like slapstick and they're screaming and uh, yeah. But I like that show. But there's but there's so many bad ones mm-hmm. that you could see the influence of that they're trying to do something like that. Agreed. Uh, I think that might happen with The Office too. You wonder. You definitely wonder. There's so many shows. There's shows now that do that with talking to the camera and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's going to wear out. You know, I think it might be, have the same impact on somebody who's really young right now being like, and eh, I don't think the office is that good. Right. Right. Um, oh, we're fighting already. We're fighting. <laughs> All right. Number 35, uh, lost. Love lost. Okay. I couldn't get into it. I just could not get into it. I don't know. How far did you go? Uh, I didn't even make it through season one. Really? Yep. Wild beef. Well, you didn't really get into it, but the thing about Lost is (laughs) there's people that watch every episode like I did, Mm -hmm. and they're still mad about the ending. Right, right. But when I was watching it, and I I love the show, I knew they weren't going to be able to have a satisfying ending. You just knew that there's no way they can wrap everything up the sure. right way. So I, when the final episode happened, uh, I I was not mad at all. Cause I'm like, well, there was no way they were going to finish out on top. Just like Seinfeld and, you know, some of these other shows that didn't get that last episode, right. That the still yeah. isn't, that doesn't mean the, but there's people who just dismissed the whole series now. I'm like, so you watched every episode of the show, but since the ending wasn't good, you don't like it now? I yeah. just think it's strange. Uh, um, well, maybe I'll get back into it. I don't know. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I don't think, if you didn't like the first season, Beeb, I don't, I don't think it should bother. Yeah. Because the first season, I think, is great. Yeah, I was just. My I mom watched Lost. 
Right. And my mom would probably be watching Blue Bloods right now. <laughs> I'm still amazed at my mom. An egregious uh, omission, <laughs> by the way. Um, I will see you at the Blue Bo- Blue Bloods watching party at Liquor Box on Friday, Beef, as that's usual. That's a Chicago staple. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. Wear your best Selleck stash and sit down and enjoy some Blue Bloods. With Wahlberg and Moynihan. Uh, all right, number 34, uh, The Office, speaking of. Uh, so you're not a fan of The Office? No, I love The Office. Oh, okay, good. We just rewatched it. Yeah. Over the pandemic, we, me and Laura watched the whole thing. Again. Yeah, uh, uh, hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, great. So great. Uh, I think that Dwight Schrute is one of the all-time great television characters. Of all time. Um, and, uh, you know, even like, you know, some of the uh, new characters. I mean, we have a whole podcast episode on this on this sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that podcast episode speaks for me because uh, it uh, my feelings on it haven't changed. I think, I think it could be higher. Yeah, I think so. And. Just one quick thing. I think they were they tweaked it when it was struggling at the very beginning. It could have failed, but they figured out how to make Michael Scott's character work a little better. Right. And I think, you know, uh, he, he had a tough job because you can't really uh, do that character without comparisons to the British office, you know, and, you know, if you're doing this, you you can't help but be compared to Ricky Gervais. I don't like Ricky Gervais, so to me, it's Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I hear you. Um, I mean, Ricky Gervais is like grading. Sometimes he's hilarious, um, but it's like it, it, for me, Ricky Gervais is like in small doses. Um, I don't even want him in small doses anymore. Yeah, too mean. He's too mean. I just don't think he's funny. Simple as that. Right. Um, R- Ricky Gervais is sending uh, a squadron of morgues over to your home right now. Because uh, that's the kind of personality he is. <laughs> he's abusive. <laughs> I got morgue coming over. Uh, this will be an ultimate battle. <laughs> All right. Number 33. Monty Python's Flying Circus. Uh, I think this is far too low. I think, yeah, I think Monty Python's brilliant. So funny. I don't know if I've seen enough. I've seen some, and I, I, I think, of course, it should be on there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen enough and liked it, but I don't, I'm not like an expert by any means. Right. I mean, it's like some of the sketches are just what they did with this, like the sketch format is so inventive. I mean, I think like SCTV kind of uh, played with that a little bit. I think they took it to a a more inventive degree than Flying Circus, but I don't know. Flying Circus was some of those, uh, especially the politics stuff, uh, hilarious. The, The Ministry of Silly Walks that they have in here is riotous in my opinion hilarious 
I just yeah. remember it was like it was like on PBS. <laughs> That's the thing you couldn't watch it. That's right. That's <laughs> I mean, right. I saw some of it, but yeah. I mean, you see the movies, which feels like how the TV show was too. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I think I think this should be higher. What about you? I think this is much higher than thirty three. I don't. I don't think my. I don't think I know. I don't think I've seen enough. Okay. Obviously, I know their influence. Right. I feel like I don't have the enough knowledge to have a strong opinion on it. I feel you should watch it because I think you would laugh. A I lot. have laughed, but I don't. I mean, it was on for five years, six years. Yep. But I know I haven't seen six years worth of Monty Python. Right. Yeah. Do you like the movies? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Um, all right, number 32, Better Call Saul. Um, our fearless sound engineer, uh, Declan Byer, considers this one of the finest television um, programs currently on air. I have not seen it. I've only seen the first episode. And what did you think? Well, I mean, one episode. Yeah, what did you, what did you think of that episode? I, I, will say, I, say, I will say this, controversial. Not a big Odenkirk fan. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know. The critics love this show. Jonathan Banks is on it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's great. Yeah. And Rhea Seahorn, who plays Saul's partner on it. She's supposed to be great. So maybe I, maybe I would like it. I don't know. Maybe one of these days I'll, I'll give it a shot. I fear it's one of those like you. It's. <laughs> excuse me. Each season is better than the last. Than the previous one. Why haven't you watched it? And that's hard to do. Well, we'll get into it as we get to Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, all right, let's move on to, which is definitely coming up. All right, number 31, Game of Thrones. I I don't know. I, I just, I... I, I know I should be watching. I want to watch Game of Thrones. I intend to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I have not watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> Forgive me, everyone. Like, even my parents have watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, forgive me, everyone. Forgive me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think I've seen three or four episodes. So I both of us was- know nothing. I like them, but... Again, in this era of endless choices, just haven't gotten back to it for whatever reason. I feel like it's and I a, liked I liked what I saw, but it's I, I think maybe with both of us, it's just not really our thing. I love a good science fiction series. This Middle Earth stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's just not what I turn to. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably it. Yeah. Even though, even though I, it's good, I liked it, but I'm not like, oh, I gotta, I got, I don't feel a need to do, watch it again, but I probably would. But there's eight thousand other things. That are. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, let's move on. Number thirty, parks and recreation. Wonderful. Wonderful series. 
I love it. I almost gave up on it. Yeah. We might have talked about this, right? On the sitcom one? We did. Yeah. It, it's hysterical. My friend Megan says, stick with it. So I did. And then it got really good. Yes. Because the beginning episodes, one, it was Amy Poehler not playing something I was used to for her, which right. is my fault, really. It's like she's an actress. She should be able to do whatever. Right. But I'm like, you know, why is she playing this kind of character? And again, comparisons at office, they're doing that kind of thing. But then it kicked in and I was like, okay, this is great. Her character is so idealistic and energetic and she just plunges into these situations. And and it's hilarious. And then, you know, Offerman is just a great foil for her. And then every last character makes me laugh. There's not one character. Rob Lowe's great in the show. Rob Lowe is amazing in this show. And... (laughs) <laughs> one of our favorite episodes me and Laura's is one where they're totally trash <laughs> <laughs> and just how much Amy Poehler's character loves Rashida Jones yeah just the crazy compliment she gives her yes and it's almost sad though that Chris Pratt is so hilarious in this yes and he hasn't really since then he's like he's like this action star yeah, he's such a, he was such a likable, really funny character on this. And then he just completely has gone away from that now. Well, I think, well, we can talk about this, but I think that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was so huge for him. And, um, you know, and, and to a lesser extent, the Lego movie that I think it just kind of opened up. No, I, I mean, and I understand why it happened, but yeah, you feel like. He he should have something like this in him still. I agree. I agree. And maybe he will. I think he's I think his career's gotta kind of peter out a little bit and then hopefully I don't know. I don't know if I don't think it's gonna happen now. I like I like you said, I think he's just too big now. He's too big to fail. Yeah. All right. Let's move to number twenty-nine. Uh roots. This is an interesting choice. Um what I, I mean, I everyone watched Roots. I think that's what people, you know, who may be watching today. Oh, you were only eight, though. Did you watch it? I, you know, I don't think that I completely understood what I was watching, but my parents were like, I mean, they were like, yeah, let's, uh, it's time for Roots. Um, we got to see what happens. And, uh, you know, Henry Fonda is coming on. I think that was Roots the Next Generation. I mean, it was like every last uh, person was in that show. Yeah. But I remember my parents never missed an episode of Roots. Yeah. And or Roots the Next Generation. So. So, I, you know, it's funny. I can't really comment on it. I wonder if I would like it or whether it would be one of those cheeseball 70s miniseries. No. Well, I, I'm saying that, but I saw it when I came when it came out. Yeah. I was 11 and I was like, this is devastating. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. This is horrendous. That's the thing. Like, I never forgot, you know, and I I can still think of all the, um, you know, the the various scenes where they're, they take their, they take their child away. They take Kunta Kinte, 
um, Kizzy, they take Kizzy away. It, it's just brutal. And it's. Yeah. And then uh, like I mean, nothing you, improves. Yeah. It, I think it definitely should be on this list. Right. And anybody who watches it, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And for you almost want to show it to some of the people today. You sure. know, hey, did you ever watch this? You could name names, certain politicians. Like, what's wrong with you? All right. Right. Did you ever read the book, Roots? No, no, but. It's pretty this important. I remember this and there was a I think it was another miniseries about the Holocaust. It was just yes. like here, here's your history. That was another here's here's the horrible things that happened in the past that you should know yes. about. Yes. That I'm watching on TV. I'm not learning in school, I'm watching on TV. Right, right. And just have a guy like Ed Asner playing a horrible person. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. So, Slave traders. All right, let's move on. Number twenty-eight, Friday Night Lights. Love I loved this show. Me too, love it. And uh, so, I, I, I'll, I'll accept top fifty. Yeah, I think I think it definitely top fifty. And uh, did you ever think there was like a bad episode or did anything ring false for you? Either um, I, I wouldn't say that, but there's I didn't like it might be the actor too. I didn't like Jason Street. Yeah, I didn't like his character. Sure, I know. I mean, it's terrible accident. He's in a wheelchair and everything, but. Maybe it was, again, maybe it was the actor. I just never went with that story at all. Sure. And it's funny because he hasn't done much since either. No. But a guy like Taylor Kitsch or whatever, he's great on that show, but he's he's been not good since. (laughs) It was like he found Riggins. He got the perfect part. Yep. And was great. And, <laughs> and never, not since ever since. But I almost think that's a tribute to the writers and directors and everything. That they sure. and casting casting directors that they found the perfect people for most of these parts. And they right. discovered I mean, they they put people like in the later years, like Michael B. Jordan and yeah. you know, just found so much talent. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. Oh, yeah, um, Plemons. Plemons was and Plemons is not like an obvious choice for a show like this. Agreed. And he's he's probably had the best career at all of them since then. Well, maybe Michael B. Jordan too. Michael B. Jordan's and uh, the, I mean, the anchors were Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler. They're great. They're great. Yeah, they're great. And I like Zach Guilford a lot too. It's a great show. I mean, his stories, his character goes through a lot. Yeah. And you feel for him all this all the stuff that happens. You really I mean, do. there's a lot, of, a lot of bad stuff actually when you think about it in this show. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number 27, Deadwood. Uh 
I thought season one was one of the great seasons, you know, seasons of television of all time. Just is awesome. Um, I thought season two was had nowhere to go but down. And then I didn't think season three was good at all. Oh, really? Yeah. But I would put it in the top 50 on the strength. Did you watch the movie? Didn't see the movie. Was it good? I liked it. I think it it got praised. I think that's something I thought got praised too much. Yeah. How, was, it, uh, how was Titus Welliver? It was Titus Welliver. <laughs> the, the finest. The finest actor of all time. Was he in the movie? I don't I don't remember, to be honest. Welliver was criminally think, underused in Deadwood. <laughs> but speaking of great acting. Oh, my God. I have never seen someone blow almost everybody off the screen like Ian McShane does in this show. Incredible. Because Oliphant, I always bring this up, Oliphant, who's a great actor, he just gets rolled over by McShane in these scenes. Exactly. Every scene where McShane and Oliphant are in the same scene, like it's like Oliphant. It's just he's he's a he's like a force of nature. Al Swearingen. He's just a force of nature, and just there's no stopping him. I just think he feels so much part of that era. You know what I mean? Like he, and Oliphant doesn't quite make it. Yes. So when they're together, you're like, okay. <laughs> right. But the prostitute Trixie, she holds her own when she's in a scene with Machine. She does. She does. No doubt. No doubt. Um, it's a good show. I'll, I'll accept it in the top 50. And Gerald McRaney, great. Yes. Yes. And he comes on late. Surprisingly great. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's powerful. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Who knew? Um, yeah. All right. Uh, 26, Sesame Street. This is interesting. Well, it's almost like Jeopardy. Because you're like, oh, kids show. Mm-hmm. But especially people our age, super important. I mean, getting kids curious about reading and empathy and all sorts of things. All that stuff. So you can't deny that. Nope. You just, I mean, you want to think, oh, I'm an adult. So (laughs) this shouldn't be on here. But I can't really argue against it. I know it's tough. Um, I, as a kid, was this your favorite or did you like others more? I like Sesame Street. I did like it, but I mean, what are you comparing it to? Would I liked Electric. Watch? I liked Electric Company better. Would you rather watch a cartoon or Sesame Street? Yeah, I'd rather watch Scooby Doo than Sesame Street, but I did like Sesame Street. Um, my uh, again, that was the thing. Like you know, you were as parents, you were told like if you want your kids to watch television, make them watch you know quote unquote good television. So you know. And I would be like, no, I'm watching Jabberjaw. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I'd rather watch um, the Laugh Olympics. If that's all the same <laughs> <Of course. team. laughs> I have the number one comic for number one Laugh Olympics, Steve. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. 
Number 25, we are halfway through. We're moving smartly. Uh, MASH. Um, I have a controversial take on MASH. Okay, go ahead. I think if MASH had ended when Larry Linville left as Major Frank Burns, uh, I would agree with putting them this in uh, the top 50. But I think it just held on too long. And towards the last, towards the end, I was just like, ugh. God. What season did Larry Linville leave? I think he left halfway through. Yeah. Um, you know, I think BJ, I think Trapper John was funnier than BJ Honeycutt. I think that um, uh, McLean Stevenson was, uh, I, I can't remember his name on the show. Henry Blake. Blake. I think Blake was better than uh, Colonel Potter. Um, so, I mean, I mean, but, you know, there's always, there's always Klinger. <laughs> you know, hilarious. Um, but um, I think it just held on too long. That's mm. my controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't, so I don't think it's a top 50. Hmm. I don't have a strong opinion on MASH because I've seen a decent amount of episodes. Yeah. But I know I haven't seen close to all of them. I mean, I watched them once in a while and I liked it. I don't feel like I laughed a lot, though, but I, I'm, right. I really remember the laugh track. I never like laugh tracks. Sure. I feel like the laugh track's intrusive on that show. Like, take the laugh track out of there, and then then maybe I... That's that's the, my favorite thing about TV nowadays, is the elimination of the laugh track. Right, right. But, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think about all these characters, and there's not any characters where I'm. I mean, <laughs> Winchester's pretty annoying. Ugh! By the time David <laughs> Ogden Steers showed up, but they're kind of made to. Like he, he, he's a foil, and so is Larry Linville. Right, but just I don't know. Frank Burns when they would they would torture Frank Burns and make his life a living hell. Like that was really funny, and Larry Linville was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good good set of characters. And I don't remember ever watching it and being bothered by it. I mean, I, I've liked most episodes I watched. It's just not one I've ever gone deep into. Right. Um, okay, fair enough. Let's do uh, move on. Number 24, Freaks and Geeks. Never saw it. What? <laughs> I mean, it's just like my so-called life. Only one season. Yeah. Love, love, love Freaks and Geeks. Love it. Uh, and my so-called life is really good too, but I love Freaks and Geeks. I own Freaks and Geeks. I own the season. And the cast is insane. Sure. Franco, Seth Rogen, Linda Cardellini. It's just all almost all of them became stars. And right. it's raw and real and funny. And Joe Flaherty. <laughs> yes. Well, you gotta watch it, Beef. All right, I'll give it a go. It's to me, it's to me, I as much as I love it, I still have that one season problem. Sure. Yeah, Does I it agree deserves to be up there, but I might, I might put it a little lower just because making one great season to me is not as impressive as making five really strong seasons. 
I have no argument there. Yeah. All right. Number 23, Watchmen, also one season. Yeah. I've only seen a couple episodes. Never seen it. My, <laughs> my quick take on it is, and this is a problem I have with some shows. I feel like they have the unnecessary weirdo. And in this show, it's Jeremy Irons. Right. Just being a total lunatic but not like an entertaining lunatic just stuff where you're like what is this yeah yeah but again i've only watched two episodes so maybe it it kicks in regina king's in it though and she's great Mm -hmm. don johnson of course the finest actor of all time so maybe i'll get back to it i you know it's one of those like oh i need to see it but haven't yeah all right, number 22, Star Trek. We've done an entire Jag Bags episode on Star Trek. So we've definitely uh, talked about this and then some. But this is the original Star Trek from 66 to 69. Yes, which I've still seen zero of. Now, you know, do you think Star Trek is worthy to watch today? You know, it's slow because I did watch it. I watched a few of the episodes to prep for our Jag Bags episode. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's interesting. They they really do tackle kind of deep subjects, which I like. But it's just so slow, and it's 60s, and the acting is god-awful. Um, you know, it's Shatner. <laughs> it's, it's William Shatner. And, uh, you know, it's a good counterpoint between – there's good chemistry between him and Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't deny its influence, but that said, I don't think it's top fifty of all time. It's but way I, up there too. Twenty two. It's way up there. No way. And this is a show from fifty years ago. Forgive me, Tim Amos. No. <laughs> um. All right, twenty one. Here's another show from fifty years ago, but I think this definitely belongs, and that's all in the family. Yeah, all in the family is great. Yeah. Um, absolutely belongs. I mean, literally like redefined television. So, you know, I just don't see how, um, you know, it was it was hilarious. You know, they found a way to make a bigot, you know, kind of like, I don't know. I, want, I don't want to say beloved, but you kind of like everybody knew an Archie Bunker. It's a kind of... Uh, it's complicated characters. Very complicated. They made a, you know, a bigot complicated. They made someone like Edith, who you could dismiss. I mean, he gets she gets called a dingbat, right? Everybody is written so well. There are these real people. There's culture clashes. Yeah, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of, I guess, societal issues but they don't come across as there's never preaching you know it's just this is stuff that happens right this is how this family deals with it so there's issues but it's funny and all the actors are really good the acting is amazing yeah. and it's sadly timeless but very sad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. all right number 20 here we go here <laughs> you know my feelings on 30 rock 
I know your feelings on 30 Rock. Uh, We are at an impasse, which will never, ever change. (laughs) Ever since Beeve asked Tina Fey to go to an ice cream social with him, and she said no. (laughs) I said. He has held a grudge. I curse you forever. Ever since. (laughs) That's all you need to know, everyone. 30 Rock is hilarious. Beeve is wrong. There's no way on God's green earth that 30 Rock is better than Parks and Rec or The Office. No. You know what? That's an interesting question for me to think about. Absolutely not. I would probably put them in this order. Office number one, 30 Rock two, Parks three. Absolutely. <laughs> I, you don't like 30 Rock, though, but for me, you know for me Parks started slow. You know what the that gives called, 30 Rock the edge. This show is now called Quit Bags. <laughs> it's called well, Let's Move On Bags. Before, before the lawyers get involved. Probably is a good idea. Number 19, I May Destroy You. Ooh, I have not seen this one. Me neither. Looks like just reading what it's about, I'm like, I don't know. You have to be ready to watch this, I think. I, exactly. Pretty intense. Super well-reviewed. And I remember asking somebody about it. And I'm like, okay, so you, you're not going to, you got to be in the mood to watch this. I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, a whole season of that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, can I watch it without really getting upset? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to see it. So I. I, I can't. I can't comment. Um, all right, number eighteen, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, this has to be top ten, right? Yeah. I think this is way too low. It's. I mean, it's a phenomenon when you think about it. Yeah, it's lasted forever, right? And uh, I think an underrated. Part of it is besides just watching it to laugh, right? Right. But there's so much history behind it. And there's so, it's such a history of all these people that pass through, not just the cast, but all the hosts. So if you go back and watch something, right, who was, who was big in the 90s? Put on Saturday Night Live. Right. See who's hosting, see who the musical guests are. Yes. And there's an element of when you're watching it of, is this host going to do well? Oh, that musical guest is pretty good. I might go buy their album. Right. Who's going to make it in the cast? Who are they? Like this year, there's a bunch of new people. Right. Is this somebody who's going to make it? Or is this somebody who's going to be in one scene the whole year and not be on next year? Which is devastating. I hate that. So there's always, there's a lot of other stuff going on besides the comedy right right uh, i agree i i you said it and it's it's like a journey through like the history of like comedy thought or american yeah comedy yep. Thought. Yep. um and you're watching stars arrive yeah exactly exactly yeah. um i think we're agreed there yeah thank god we've moved we've mended up pretty right <laughs> After the 30 Rock fiasco. After the brouhaha. That was number 20. (laughs) 
some tense uh, moving up to 18. Okay, 17, The Leftovers. I have not seen this. Hmm? The Leftovers? You haven't seen any of it? No, not one. Season one, one of the best seasons ever. Hmm. Probably, I might even say the best performance ever. Carrie Coon, great. Wow. But then it it declines after that. But season one is so great. I wouldn't put it at 17. But it'd probably probably make my top 50, maybe top 75. Okay. It's the problem for me in the, I think it was three seasons. Is um, there's a I forgot the actor's name. It's I think it's I think it's Carrie Coon's brother on the show. He plays a priest. I don't like him at all. Mm-hmm. So any part with him in it is no, right? But she she's great in it, and it's another one of like what we've talked about. I don't know with some of the albums we talked about on our recap episode earlier. It's so different that you get why critics like it so much. Sure. Okay. Um, we'll have to watch it. Definitely have to watch it. Yeah. All right. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not into season one, definitely stop. Okay. Done. All right. The book's really good too. If you want to read the book. Oh, the the book, the leftovers. Yeah. Okay. Tom Perota wrote Election. I love Election. Yeah. All right. Number 16, Twin Peaks. Shockingly, I've never seen it. All you have to see is the very first episode. Really? I remember being riveted by the first episode. And I watched it when it came out. And because of that, I watched the entire first season. and. I was like, I know. And the second season was like, whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, so was it weird? Yeah, it was nothing else like it on TV, but that doesn't mean it was good. Um, it was, I thought it was very, very overrated. Probably one of the more overrated shows ever. I own it. I got, I'll, I'll watch it one of these days. The first episode I thought was, Great, scary, menacing, classic David Lynch. Um, and and then it just—I felt like it just like was like, okay, this is weird to be weird. There's no, there's just like how weird can we be, kind of thing. But there was no storyline. You're gonna get angry faxes from our friend, our friend uh, Chris Markham. Chris Markham will find me and hunt me down. But he will compliment us on All in the Family because I know he loves All in the Family. Yeah. Well, that's what the, the, the rise is the spice of life. All right. Number 15, the Larry Sanders show. Love it. Hilarious. Love it. I don't know that it should be this high. Uh, I, I think it should be this high. I think it's great. Just I, I look forward to watching it all the time. You know what? Because of Rip, Rip Torn was unbelievable. Yeah. Rip Torn. Yeah, I, I could see it being this high because of Rip Torn. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's just a great 
portrait of just like this neurotic talk show guy and just fascinating and just <laughs> the behind the scenes element of it i know it's not real but it feels real and stuff <laughs> i mean it's it's got to kind of crush on david Duchovny. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim Carrey treats him on his so funny final episode was that it? yes and John Stewart is the guy taking his place just all that stuff is I mean because we knew we love Letterman and we're we we did our late night talk show episode and yes. that stuff's all really interesting to me yeah, so it's really got that, and it's it's so funny. I just laughed every episode, and I, I just love all the guests and the <laughs> poor <Yeah>. Jeffrey Tambor. Hank, <laughs> Hank got. But what's what was good about the writing is Hank basically gets ripped on a lot, but he's not a good guy either. No, no one is. No, so you're like, yeah, he got ripped on, but he's kind of a jerk to everybody else himself. <laughs> uh, all right, number four. Like, he feels like an Ed McMahon character almost. So yes, it's yes. like all this mix of all these late night, late night guys. Probes, yeah, yeah. All right, number fourteen, The Americans. Never seen it. I tried. I love Matthew Reese. Our our friend Stacy loves this show and and got mad at me because I said I just can't. <laughs> right, right. Because the problem with period pieces is it's gotta feel alive. Mm-hmm. It can't just feel like okay, this is that decade. But to me, it was just too dry. Like there was something missing that didn't grab me enough. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're establishing the eighties, but it didn't feel real enough for me. Even the storyline, I'm like, I've seen this before. I don't know. I don't know why it, got so much praise and it wasn't that popular mm-hmm. but the critics loved it yeah but that, that, that's yeah yeah I, I don't know i was just like well unless someone i trust says you got don't miss the americans yeah um i'm i think i'm gonna still give it a miss yeah me too sorry, sorry stacy yep mm-hmm. all right number th- all right number 13 veep i love veep riotous <laughs> It's ridiculous. But I don't think Veep is funnier than Larry Sanders or Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'd rank both of those ahead of Veep. It's my opinion. No, and that's no, that sounds like I'm, you know, dismissing Veep. I'm not. Veep is funny. no, it's a it's an interesting comparison because no way is it better than. Weird, you know what's weird is out of the three shows, Larry Sanders is probably the warmest. I know, right? <laughs> Veep has no warmth. Veep is like, <laughs> I mean, Curb has at least occasional characters that seem nice, at least 
Larry's ex-wife. Yeah. Seems like a nice person. The thing about Veep, too, is this, like, and it gets old. I mean, you got to have some. Oh, you think so? Well, you know, they found ways to make it work. Hey, I think it belongs. And there's part about there's maybe laugh so hard. So everyone's such jerks on this show. And as we'll see later, you know, I love to watch shows about complete jerks. <laughs> so this yeah. is, I think, what helps the one is Julia Louis Dreyfus is so good. Yes. She deserved all the and the fifty five thousand Emmys she got. Yes. She's perfect. And it's it's short and it's quick i mean the editing's real good yes they're they don't linger around anything agreed and the dialogue snappy it's just really well paced i think that's that's what helps so you don't dwell on how terrible they are agreed you're too busy laughing or moving on to the next scene agreed yeah agreed um all right number 12 the twilight zone the original twilight zone on cbs uh, what are your what are your thoughts there? I haven't seen a ton of Twilight Zone, but I've seen enough to know it's really good. Yeah, and of course, super influential. Yeah, it's influential. You just think of Rod Serling. Yes, even though I haven't seen a million episodes of Twilight Zone, just yeah. how he introduces it, it's it's just in your in your head. And some of them are just as scary today as they i'm sure they were back then like legit like okay that's really creepy and scary scary um and the uh uh and a lot of the um kind of the storylines ring true today particularly gene yeah and i think this and i love lucy are the two one two oldest ones that made this list right right um, no, I th- I would rank I would actually rank this like top ten, my opinion, just because of its influence and the way it holds up, which is pretty amazing that it does. Yeah, just uh, just really sharp writing, I think. Amazing and so in- and the ima- so imaginative, just and a great line. a great theme song too. Iconic, yeah, iconic, yeah. All right, number eleven. Succession. Yes. This show, talk about a bunch of <laughs> all right. Is succession a drama or a comedy? I think it's a drama. I think that it's a comedy. Because think, they're I... so ridiculous. I don't know, though. I mean, it's not like a drama. It's I think it's, it's, it's honestly, a, it's a, it's a, it's a mix. I think. I think it's a yeah. mix. I think it's a mix. The blackest of black comedies, like <laughs> it's not like a straight up comedy, though. No. It's, but but here's my here's my problem with Succession. The season I'm watching now, I'm about halfway through, and I feel like every episode's the same. Sure. Every episode is what's going to happen to the company. <laughs> right. I'm like, all right, are we going to do this every episode this year? 
So I'm losing, I'm losing it a little bit with the show. Mm. I think the, um, but I'll, I want to talk about point. it. We'll talk about it at the end of the year beef. I'm going to try to watch it all by the end of the year. I see your point. I definitely see your point. I think the acting is super strong, though. Oh, the, the cast is, you, you can't have a better cast. It's so true. Everybody. Everyone's just great, great, great. Mm-hmm. All right. Number 10. I mean, I like seeing Sorry. Uh, McFadden, I think that's how you say his name. Yep. Winning the Emmy because he's great on that show. Great. Yeah, couldn't agree. But you think it's how high do you how high do you think it should be? I think eleven's a little high. Yeah. But you and you like it better than I do. Yeah. I think eleven is a little high. Where would you put it? you know, it's hard to say because there's so many shows that were left off. I think that I would put it like put it this way. Um is it better than Ozark, which did not even make the top 50? Um, I don't think it is. That's a to be determined for me. Right. Because Ozark, I don't think, started out strong. And I think Succession was racing out of the gate. Right. But now I feel like Succession has slowed down. But I love Ozark's final season. Yeah. Well, more to come there. Yep. All right. We are in the top 10. All right. Speed round. The Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> we, we talk about all these dark shows. Here's a show. It's nice people. Right. Everybody pretty much, except for Ted Knight. But Ted Knight's like a just a um, somebody who just doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a blustering idiot, basically. <laughs> but everybody else, it's like a nice, like a workplace family thing. Right. And well, also uh, a strong female character. That's not something that was normal back then. No. And like taking handling those kinds of issues very deftly. And uh, yeah, it's just a show about a single woman reinventing herself in a new city. I mean, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the, the underrated part about it, and then we'll move on <coughs> is her chemistry with that asthma, which is an interesting chemistry. Unlike any other in TV. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, number nine, Atlanta. I know you love this show. I do love this show. Do you, is it top ten all time? Well, they're finishing up the final season, so it's almost like you want to sit down and <laughs> write it out. Do I like? Are there? 10 shows I like better than Atlanta. Maybe. But right. Atlanta is the three things that I really like about Atlanta. One is the cast is fantastic. Every one of them, you want you want to see more of them every week. You're almost mad because he, he did. It's had two seasons this year. And the first part, the first half, 
there were at least, I think three episodes where the cast was not really on it. He just said other things. Mm-hmm. So you're almost mad because you you love the cast so much. And the second thing is he takes huge swings. Every episode is, even if you don't think it's the best episode, he's trying something every episode. The writers and, and Donald Glover. And uh, it's challenging too, I guess, is the third thing. And it's almost like what I said about insecure. You're, there's episodes where you're really conscious of your whiteness when you're watching. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I I um I have to admit that I like got stuck in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean one of their one of the <laughs> one of the most popular episodes is one of the ones I don't like because it's one where Donald Glover plays like a Michael Jackson type c- character where the guy's like almost a reclusive and it's just a weird kind of thing. And I'm like, eh, it didn't. It was a, a again, it was a big swing. And one of the my favorite episodes is one <laughs> where it's just Brian Tyree Henry's character trying to get a haircut. <laughs> it's just nonstop hilarious. And it's it's surreal. It's just. I'll, I'll surreal. give it a go. I'll it's, give it a go. It's there's brilliant episodes. There's ones that are big swings that don't exactly hit all the targets, but are still worthy of watching. And the cast is always great. Yeah, that great acting covers a lot of sins. Yeah, but this is this is super smart show. So you right. you know that they were trying to make something big. Sure. Yeah. Very ambitious. Yeah. All right. Number eight, cheers. Yeah, we both love cheers. I mean, we, we, I don't think we need to say more of that. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's I think it belongs in the top ten. I mean, didn't I think did we both put it as our favorite sitcom? I think we did. Yeah. So we're couldn't I don't think we could agree more on cheers. All right, let's save our anger for number seven or mad men. <laughs> anger. Not anger. Well, you're gonna be angry at me because this is not even a top one hundred. Yeah, it should be number one, I think. Oh no. Yes. Boring. Great. So boring. Great show. No. Mystifying how you don't love the show. It's so bland. It is not. It's every show there's so much going on. I don't know why you think that. <laughs> I don't know. Every show. Great character, one of the greatest characters ever, Don Draper. Stereotypical. Lazy. <laughs> Incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, Incredible. Incredible. Is, 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 uh, dispatched Morg and his twin brother Borg. Over. Incredible cast. And unlike the Americans, it feels like you're in this era. No doubt about that. No just, doubt about that. And just drama everywhere. It takes you to drama in the workplace, drama in Don Draper's home life, the other characters. 
all the relationships, loved it, loved it. I felt like almost maybe the final year was the only season. I think there was one or two episodes I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, might be my, it might be my number one, but it'd be way up there for me. I'm definitely in the minority. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, all right. Moving on before fisticuffs in the <laughs> Uh, number six, Seinfeld. Um, I mean, I think we, I think a lot has been said about Seinfeld as well. I mean, I laughed and laughed just because it was about nothing. And that was kind of incredible. That, um, you know, that it was that popular, but that's just a tribute to the writing and the, the, the acting. Of, uh, yeah, I, I think only I just like Kramer and Elaine. Seinfeld's stiff. And I think I don't think Jason Alexander's acting is bad. I just don't like his character. Right. So you are um not as high on Seinfeld as others. Yeah, I'd have to sit down and look and see where Seinfeld would rank for me, but it would be a lot lower than six, that's for sure. Okay. And curb your enthusiasm would be way ahead of it. I have to admit that I prefer curb your enthusiasm to Seinfeld. So there you go, right there. But I, I'm way in the minority on that. Oh, I did Seinfeld is beloved. Yeah, when I did my best sitcom bracket, Seinfeld won, I think, pretty easily. Right. All right, number five, Fleabag. Never seen it. I'd be curious to think what you think. I thought it was great. I mean, everyone has said, like, you don't miss Fleabag. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's a great character. Very well written, very well paced. And only two seasons, though. I mean, I remember. Hoping sometimes that's fine. I mean, but I was hoping, uh, I'm, but it's so good. You're like, you want another season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's surprises in it. There's the energy's great. Phoebe Waller Bridges, she's, I mean, it's like she, she's the creator and the star, and she just does everything for the show. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't, I can't really say anything against it. So, I, I could. I would probably have it pretty high up too. I want to see it. Yeah. All right, number four. Now we're getting into the true heavyweights. Uh, the Wire. Love the Wire. Great. This could be my number one. My so uncompromising. We probably talked about this on our drama podcast. Yeah. My issue with The Wire. I love, I think, season one and I think season four are two of the greatest seasons in TV history. Agreed. And Omar, Stringer, Bell, and McNulty, three of the greatest characters ever. Incredible. But season five kind of doesn't hit it <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, I, you know i yeah i mean well i i think 
when you have like such a like um series that is like just going full on mm-hmm. you, you you have to like have time to breathe i don't know like for everyone so i i guess i forgive it a little more and i agree oh with it's you. It, it's it's probably my second favorite after yeah. Mad Men. i agree with you it's i mean two of the greatest seasons in tv it has to be top five two of the greatest seasons in history right and I almost want to warn people though, when they haven't ever seen the season, though, is okay. After season one, it really changes. <laughs> so be ready for it. <laughs> right. And there's another like Idris Elba and Michael K. Williams are both so great in it. It's almost like Deadwood in some scenes where they're just dominating because. Who's the other guy? Um, Trainer Bell's partner in it, Avon. Yeah, yeah. He's he gets kind of blown away in some of the scenes with with uh, Idris Elba and Michael K. Williams because the guy he's fine as an actor, but he's not. He's just not on their level. Yeah, they're just uh, their minds good in it. Right. Agreed. And McNulty is just. What a great, complicated character he is. Oh, I know. Yeah, um, yeah really great. And you're not we, even we mentioned. Could, we could do a whole thing on The Wire. Maybe we, we I think we should. We should have Jamal on. Talking yeah. about the winner. All right, number three, uh, Breaking Bad. Um, I, it's one of those, like, I know I have to watch it. I need to do it. I, I don't know what my mental block is. Just haven't done it. So you haven't watched you haven't watched Breaking Bad at all? Not at all. You haven't seen any? None, none of it. Wow, that's amazing. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't my own stay. son, my own son is like you. I I just I pity you. <laughs> this is his this is his number one, Breaking Bad. Man. All right. What my, kind da- of my daughter's is Parks and Rec. I don't want to influence your opinion of it too much, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone, I mean, while it was going on, you know, you'd see it on Facebook. People were like, Breaking Bad, holy shit. You know, I think it was like, kind of like what all these like Ozark and other shows kind of like aspire to be. Because it just never stopped. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone said. Well, I like... I like Mad Men. Mad Men and The Wire better than Breaking Bad. Okay. But Cranston Cranston makes the show. Yeah. If they didn't have Cranston, I don't think it would be near what its reputation is. They got the right person for that part. If they didn't get him, no way it would have done what it did. Mm, interesting. I, so I want you to watch it because then we could talk about it more. All right, well, they'll do it, and then we'll do, make another Jagbags episode out of that. Yeah. All right, two more. Number two, The Simpsons. I mean, a gigantic, really, it's top ten. I don't know about number two, but it is, it's hysterical. It's unreal. It's, it's been on for 33 years. It's hysterical. You, you can compare it to SNL. Just these yeah. shows that continue on forever 
and are just going to be around forever. Iconic characters. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> it just gets passed generation to generation almost. Yeah. Like Henry, Henry's like, Dad, we got to start watching The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. I would stay home, you know, guys would go out and I'd be like, well, I'll catch up with you because The Simpsons are on. You gotta, yeah. oh, I'll watch that. And then maybe I didn't feel like uh, going out after, I mean, just so many amazing characters. You know what the turning point for me in The Simpsons was? Because I remember when it came out and I was like, like people would have Bart Simpson shirts on. Right, right. I think I watched a couple and I was like, this Bart Simpson. But the minute Homer started, <laughs> Like, all right, that was the thing. Like, I'm in now. <laughs> I think they originally like were like, okay, Bart Simpson's our meal ticket because he's bratty and he's a terror. But then I think like halfway through there, the show's producers are like, actually, Homer is our guy. Yeah, and that's when the show I feel really took off. Mm-hmm. There was an interesting question on what well, was a poll, but it was only four characters, and then they asked. Who is your favorite Simpsons character besides Homer? Oh, it's so tough. Yeah. I mean, I have to go with Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> have the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I laugh at anything comic book guy says. Yeah. <laughs> <Hilarious>. <laughs> you have found me in my fortress of solitude. But they're Barney. Barney's hilarious. There's so many. They're great. Just so many. Uh, Apu is so bad. <laughs> Terrible. <It's, laughs> I so feel like long. The Simpsons makes the female characters real people, and <laughs> the males are all just for comedy. <laughs> they are. Because Lisa is very well developed. And so yeah. is Marge. Absolutely. <laughs> Marge's sisters are a riot. <laughs> the human cigarettes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's uh we're now to number one. We did it. Um the Sopranos. So I get why The Sopranos is number one. You know, I I have an opinion on it. Um, Because it's really kind of the first. And it was like watching a novel. And not only that, but it took on a, you know, time-honored, you know, gangster, you know, Italian gangster mafia. And kind of was like, this is the end. This is the end of the mafia. Here's where they're at now. Um, and it was kind of the first, you know, kind of like it was the first of its kind and like basically just opened the door to, you know, TV storytelling. So I get it, but I don't think it holds up today. How much have you watched? I've watched them all. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've only seen like three or four episodes. Yeah. I think it's slow. Mm. And uh, I feel like I got to watch it one of these days, though. When you compare it, where to would like, you rank it, though? Like, put what would you put ahead of it? I mean, I can't deny its influence. 
I struggle to even put it like top 10. Really? Yeah. Wow. And The Sopranos. And you've seen every episode, though. So what made you watch every episode? Because I was like, okay, it's got to get good. It was interesting. It was in, when did you start after, watching it? Did you watch it early on or did you watch it later? After it went, after it finished. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I got to watch The Supreme. Yeah. That, that's not a great endorsement. <laughs> I know. I just think, you know, I, it, it, I think it's number one because it basically just transformed all of television. And so rightfully so. When you talk about its influence, it stands alone. Well, like it ushered in that peak era. Yep. And he was probably the first anti-hero of yep. that. Yeah. And also the Sopranos led to Mad Men, led to Breaking Bad. Yep. And, and, yep. Yeah. Even it was the, the first of its kind. But like, you know, just kind of opened the floodgate for everything else. Because everything that followed after that was in, you know, kind of the Sopranos mode. Now, all the tropes started with the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but so that means, you know, that. Um, so I think that, you know, but that doesn't mean it's the best. You know, there's lots of uh, episodes that came along and did it better. But Sopranos was the first. It's the blueprint. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. What what shows do you think are criminally missing from this list? <laughs> I don't know if I would go criminally, but some of my here's four of my favorites. Okay. Conan. Oh, Conan, that's a good one. I've liked him. See the tonight show, he's only on for like two minutes. Right. I mean, his original show was good, but I, I like this TBS too. But maybe I'll go with his original show. Sure. Because he made such a transition from like this nervous guy to just, he's a good interviewer mm-hmm. and show, like our friend uh, Kevin O'Reilly, he used to watch the show just for the comedy. Right. Like every show, he just wanted to see because he he thought the the bits were just hilarious. Yeah, and I feel like Conan. Conan, I mean, you're just guessing, but he seems like a good guy too. So I, I always enjoyed watching him. Yeah, and of course, me and Darby's favorite show, Survivor. Survivor. There's no reality shows in this top fifty. I mean, I mean, Survivor was. A phenomenon, and I wonder if nobody voted for it because it's like actors, and actors feel threatened by reality shows. I'm sure. But what I love about Survivor is you you don't have to have a villain. I mean, they kind of would try to cast people that were villains, but you get voted out, so you have to turn on people no matter what. Right. And you have no phones you have no access to the to the world it's just you and these people every day so the drama is just inherent and it's as as long as they cast it well it's it's fascinating to me and people are surprised by that but i I think it's i think it's a really good show 
Okay. And Probst keeps it moving as the host. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Broad City, which we talked about in our sitcoms. Yep. Love Broad City. I wish they would have made more. Just a, two single women get into ridiculous situations in New York City. I laughed every episode. I think Alana Glazer, her performance was fantastic. I think she should have got nominated for Emmys for it because her character is great and so funny. Right. And then Rectify. Have you ever heard of Rectify? No. Rectify is a show about a guy on he's on death row initially, but then they something happens in his case and he gets released. Mm-hmm. But the town's still suspicious that he did commit the crime. So it's all about him dealing with that and people still thinking he should be punished because the crime he's accused of is murdering this woman who I mean there's there's always a sense of vagueness and they never really tell you what happened exactly mm-hmm. and his sister on the show is played by this actress Abigail Spencer and she's great um the woman who plays, she's like second in command to Logan in succession. She's his mom. I think her name's Jay Cameron Smith. And it's uh, just just a great show. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, there's an uncertainty all the time. And every episode just. You don't know how where things are going to go. It really, really enjoyed it. Okay. Those are, we'll have to put those on our watch list. Because I, well, I haven't seen any of those. But I don't think, uh, there's just so many to watch. The ones, the ones I would put on would be The Tonight Show. I mean, I, if you're going to put, you know, all those, you have to put the tonight show on, but I know you don't like Johnny Carson. And, uh, and that's really like the best, you know, you know, that's the, like, I probably what hurts. It was the whole Jay Leno and then Jimmy Fallon afterwards. Um, you know, that probably hurts it. But to me, it's like the first, and if we're going to, if we're going to put the Sopranos on as like a kind of a genre creating show, then the tonight show should be. There, I'm surprised that was not there. But it made a top 100. Yeah, I think all these made top 100, but they should have been much higher. The ones that I... I don't think, like, yeah, none of mine did, I don't think. Because I think I looked at it. Yeah. Um, the other, well, I don't know. Um, SCTV, did SC, SCTV made the top 100? Yeah. That is, that's funnier than Monty Python. Amazing. <laughs> much funnier than Monty Python. I, did, all I, I think, think Monty about, Python is great. When I hear SCTV, all I think about is how hard I used to laugh watching that show. Laughed so hard. Oh, my God. And it's gotten Literally. better with age. Like, when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, well, 50% of that flew over my head. Really? 
Yeah, it's great. I, mean, I have some. I have some of the later seasons on DVD or something. So, are those so not streaming anywhere? I just watch them on YouTube. You can just watch. Oh, they're on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch any of them on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I see. What? So I just I get them just pushed to me, and I watch them like hilarious, great, yeah, beautiful. The days so, of the week. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> half wits. <laughs> I love it when pretty girls like you like my music. <laughs> Blake Collins. I mean, talk about like, you know, they took what, you know, Monty Python did and just did it to the nth degree. And so I just don't understand how you can put Monty Python and SNL in the top 50 and not have SCTV. I just don't get that. I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, but I I don't have a big knowledge of Monty Python, but I would definitely put SCTV ahead of that. Yeah. Just because SCTV was, I had to watch it when it was. Right, right. Right, right. Um, All right, I have two more. I'm really happy, though, that what you said, though, like there was stuff we missed. So that makes me want to rewatch it immediately. Yeah, yeah. I have just two more. Um, The first is South Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. South South Park. Park, Absolutely. Devastating satire. Yeah. Scream laughing. Funny. A billion times better than BoJack Horseman. I mean, that is a crime. Oh, my God. doesn't even compare. It's a crime. That's that's the criminal part. Like, the first five seasons of South Park are hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Objectively. Like, as our friend Scott Oakland would say, clinically and clearly. <laughs> there's, there's two plus two is four. This water is wet. <laughs> South Park is an all-time great, great show. God, what's wrong with you? Anyway, well, I think part of it is, it, you know, how many seasons it's been on now? It's been on like twenty-four, I think. It checks all the boxes. It checks every. When's the last time you watched it, though? Uh, I mean, yeah, not recently, but that's just what happens, though. If it's on forever, even like The Simpsons, same thing. Same thing. But you know, on the occasion I do turn on The Simpsons. Still funny, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Same. As I, I I completely agree with you. South Park, I'd put in my top fifty for sure. Easy, easy. Yeah. And my last one is the Honeymooners. I don't understand how the Honeymooners. I mean, just like you know, like just uh, you know. I mean, none of those. Um, well, the Twilight Zone aged pretty well. And I Love Lucy, I mean, it, it's definitely like kind of a, even the, even I Love Lucy is pretty cringy in parts, you know, just because of the way that, you know, she's trying to get ahead, but is always, you know, and uh, the Honeymooners is kind of the same, but Jackie Gleason, oh my God. He's just, he walks on stage and you can't take your eyes off. He's just, he's the master of so many things. He's just kind of like Breaking Bad. I think if any other person, we're playing Ralph Cramden. It would, you know, that show would be forgotten, but he's just like, he's so effing hilarious. Yeah. He doesn't have to open his, he doesn't have to say a word. And maybe you're looking at him and you're laughing. Maybe something like the honeymoon was real good. Uh, but I think that made the top hundred, right? It did. It did. Yeah. And just the, just but the, the thing, so like something like Lucy, they just made a movie about it. So it's in the consciousness because they had that Nicole Kidman. Right. Yeah. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. But I th- feel like just the chemistry between um, 
Jackie Gleason and Art Carney. Incredible. Art Carney is like the secret weapon of that show. So funny. And, uh, and the other thing too is like plenty of social commentary because these are like sad characters who are, you know, blue, you know, blue collar, working class, trying to get ahead. It's not working for them. You know, they, they get, they keep getting beat down by life and it's very deep on some levels. And, uh, man, I think it's aged very, very well. Just the whole, the timing and the, the slapstick, this, I mean, nobody does a slow burn like Jackie Gleason. Um, so funny and that the as the slow burn leading up to the explosion that's just that's uh, uh, uh. anyway those are my four that are yeah should be on there for sure anyway this was good i feel like <laughs> tomorrow i'm gonna be like oh i forgot some stuff oh yeah i mean there's too much it's too big of a task I thought the Rolling Stone guy did a great, his capsules were really. Alan Sepinwall is a great critic. I love yeah. him. Yeah, he's, he's really well done. He fits what I like. If you're going to be a critic, you should like, if you're going to watch TV, you should like TV. Yes. If you're going to watch movies, like movies. You and, know what I mean? You, and, I got to feel like you're doing this because you like it. Right. I remember. <laughs> There was a critic for the reader, and I went through her reviews. She liked one show in a year, so she reviewed like 50 things, and she liked one thing the whole year. I'm like, why are you reviewing stuff? You hate everything. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. But Wall, you can tell he really enjoys doing it. Yeah, agreed. And you should you can find the good or like the you know this is what they're trying to do and they succeeded at it or they failed at it and here's why, kind of stuff. So, but I thought his capsules and his yeah he's he's I used to read some of his stuff. He used to be on this website years ago and I would read his and he's he's had some he's written some books. He's a really good writer. I I agree. All right. Jag bags listeners, you <laughs> have stayed with us recklessly from 50 to one. And uh, we appreciate you coming on this journey with us. Uh, check us out. We are on pretty much every platform where podcasts are found. We're also on the social media channels. Look for us, find us, contribute. And, uh, and uh, if you, want us to cover a certain TV show or any kind of topic, drop us a line. And uh, if we like it, we'll do it. And we'll, maybe we'll have you on as a guest and maybe we'll send you a Jag bags t-shirt. If I ever get my life together, Um, (laughs) but we will, I promise to send you one before I finish my Rolling Stone top 500. (laughs) So you've got 10 years to send one. 10 years. Oh my God. All right. Thanks for listening. This was really fun. Tell a friend about us. And when you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear.